Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. I hope you all are doing well. Tonight's episode, today, this afternoon, whenever you may be listening to this, this is a very special episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. I have an amazing friend of mine by the name of Mr. Joshua C. Pies. He works for an organization called C47films.com. Josh is a Orlando area native. He's been there for about five years and is a transplant from Rochester, New York. You're going to hear all about him and some of his story here in just a little bit, but we're going to have a great conversation about uh, some of his experience as, as a child uh, going to Disney and dreaming sort of his first encounters and also how his business, his life has been affected by uh, the Disney verse as it were, and even even a few inspirational tidbits from uh, the life of Walt Disney himself. So I'm very encouraged about this conversation. It was an amazing time. And again, I'm going to say this time and time again, thank you so much to Josh Pies for taking some time out of a very busy and long day uh, to dive in on Travel Tips Tuesday. So I hope you all enjoy tonight's conversation. Again, it's a great one and let's get into it. Tonight it is May the 19th, 2020 and this is Travel Tips Tuesday. Our question of the day is why are Disney destinations such a special place for you? Why are Disney destinations such a special place for you? And we're actually going to get into that um, question itself here in just a little bit with our guest, but I want to know for those of you popping on tonight, uh, watching this, why are Disney destinations such a place, such a special place for you? Because in the time that we're in right now, um, a lot of people are thinking about, you know, where they want to go. They're dreaming about their next travel destination. You know, I've, I have people that I'm working with, uh, right now to plan Disney vacations, beach vacations, and in other places, because there are people that, uh, love being able to, let me fix the light here. Um, love being able to, uh, uh, tune in and sort of dream together uh, and those kinds of things. So um, there, there are a lot of things that people are planning, dreaming about, you know, wanting to sort of get out and go and create some memories, take a break, because, you know, if you're like me, you know, it, there's this sort of, I think, uh, misnomer about, you know, quarantine, you're working from home, your schedule is kind of whatever, or your kids are doing e-learning at home, they've gone from public schools to homeschool and all those sorts of things. Well, um, it, it's not it's not the case. And in many cases, I think that people are actually probably busier and, and more stressed out than they were, you know, working their old nine to five job or whatever the case is, if they're their own, you know, boss or, or whatever the case may be. So um, on, on this episode tonight, we're going to get into that, some, some of that specifically, but before we uh, dig into the content and bring our guest on here in just a second, I wanted to give some folks a Disney Springs update. And if you're listening live or, or tuning in live on Facebook, uh, I'm going to be looking off to this side because I've got some notes uh, right here on my second screen that I'm that I'm going to be referencing. I'm going to move the mic over here so um, it doesn't kind of come and go there. But Disney Springs is reopening tomorrow, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, there's been some news coverage on it, some other kind of uh, vloggers and podcasters covering this uh, and bloggers out there. And I want to give you sort of a real quick, quick summary. You can actually go to the official Disney Springs uh, website and find out a lot more detail uh, into a, even like the, the listing of restaurants and whatnot uh, and, and shops and things that are going to be open. Uh, but I wanted to give you a quick summary for those of you that are considering traveling to Disney Springs to check it out if you're in the area uh, or you're going to be 
you know, in town for a different reason, visiting family, whatever the case may be. Um, at Disney Springs, there will be limited parking and reduced entrances. So the flat uh, lots, the non-covered lots will not be open. Um, so please be aware of that. There are only a couple of parking garages that will be available uh, for use. Um, also, face coverings will be required for guests uh, ages three and up. Um, Disney will not be providing those, so you do need to bring those ahead of time. Be aware of that. Uh, physical distancing practices, including physically distanced cues uh, in physical barriers, will be used. Uh, and this is to protect guests. It's to protect cast members alike. So it's it's a mutual thing. It's not you know to isolate one party or the other. Uh, per se. Temporary operation modifications, including reduced hours at select locations and no scheduled entertainment offerings or high touch interactive areas. So, you know, maybe some of the things that you're used to if you're going uh, entertainment offerings, so, you know, Disney Springs has a big stage there that will not be open, that will not be doing shows there. So just be aware of that as, as, you're, as you're going and making your plans. Also, an increase focused on disinfecting and sanitation, including the addition of hand washing stations and hand sanitizers in key areas. So um, they're making every effort to make this a smart move. Uh, they are moving forward. Walt Disney, one of his key things was this idea to keep moving forward, right? You know, the world has, has seen uh, pandemics before, um, but I think in an in interconnected age that we are in, the way uh, businesses and families and others are having to react to it um, in even try to come out of it uh, as, as many are is is very different i think and disney's doing a good job at it they're not uh they're not moving uh forward uh, too quickly i think so um at the end tonight uh we are going to give a quick little new podcast update as i've teased the past couple of weeks on um some things that we're going to be doing kind of focused on run disney and my journey to run the dopey challenge in january 2021 uh, i'm going to be starting a new instagram account as well as a new podcast that specifically focuses in kind of on that journey i'll be sharing a lot of that with you uh, it'll just be a quick short form podcast the kind of thing that you could very easily listen to uh you know just a few minutes in the morning or at night or on your lunch break or on the way to work something like that um and sort of a few pictures along the way and would love for you to join me in that i'll be sharing that account information uh for you all soon so you can subscribe for that so uh without further ado i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to give the delay a few seconds to kind of um, do their thing here i'm going to go ahead and uh begin to get my buddy josh set up here josh pies is an amazing individual uh he actually lives in orlando He's a producer, and I'm going to give him the opportunity to kind of tell you more about himself here in just a second. Um, let's see here. All right. He should be joining here momentarily. Should be able to see his, might be able to see his face uh, on the screen here in just a second. Hey, Josh, how you doing? I am. Here you are. How about yourself? Oh, we're live already. I love it. Yeah, we are live. Let me make sure the screen's rocking and rolling here. Yeah. All right. There we go. Okay, cool. So I had to make sure the view was upright because, you know, sometimes Zoom doesn't like to cooperate. <laughs> oh, I'm very aware that all sorts of yes. streaming softwares, uh, they can be questionable at best. A bit, a bit. So uh, I do appreciate you coming on with me tonight. This is a lot yeah. of fun. It's, it's been about a year since I've actually seen your face, uh, but we've talked a few times. Um, yep. And you've been, you've been instrumental in kind of getting me set up and teaching a few things along the way. And I really appreciate your time. I know y'all are in the oh, middle yeah. of trying to sell a house and you've got a lot going on work-wise. And um, oh, we all do. 
Yes, yes, we do. This is this is true. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm Josh Pies. I bill myself as the chief attention getter here at C47 Films. Um, so I, I've been in entertainment since I was a child. I was a child actor. Um, and uh, as I grew up, uh, meandered into all sorts of different other careers. But I got drawn back about two decades ago. Uh, into film and television work. And I've been uh, directing, producing, writing, uh, both um, on the entertainment side and tons of advertising work. Um, mm. we've, we've had a, a wonderful experience and run uh, doing this. I've produced a couple of feature films, lots of uh, more than 40 short films now, um, and uh, a couple of documentaries, uh, I think eight of them now. So we, we've been very busy and, uh, you know, we live here in Orlando, Florida, uh, originally from Rochester, New York. Uh, my, my wife uh, introduced me to the wonders of Walt Disney World uh, at my, uh, it was actually my first vacation ever at 23. And um, I had never been on a vac vacation prior to that and uh, got the opportunity to visit this magical kingdom and uh i knew she was addicted and i thought i would just have fun but then i swiftly got addicted to the mouse so um it's, it's very easy to <laughs> oh it totally is absolutely uh, you know i'm born and raised in rochester new york where um you know 100 plus inches of snow is a very common thing during the winter sure. And uh, it's cold and it's dark and gloomy and it's high taxes and all of these interesting things that are not terribly fun. Um, good people uh, it can be a beautiful region, but we wanted more and eventually found our way to live close, but not close enough. You mentioned we're moving. We moved 1,253 miles from where we used to live to get close right. to the mouse. And we landed 23 and a half miles from the castle's front door. I've measured it. Um, <laughs> we would like to be closer. So we are looking to be within more like three miles. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a fun, that's a fun journey to go on. And, um, I, I we may have talked a little bit. I can't remember what I, it was briefly a cast member down there. So I understand kind of the area where you guys are looking at and sort of why, um, appreciate you sharing that uh that with me um if if you wouldn't mind kind of thinking back for a second sure. um and you know i sent you kind of there's some questions on the on the deal that i sent you beforehand um that we we'll get into some of those i may add a couple but uh think back what is your earliest disney memory maybe as a child like what's that first sort of like flash of was it you know mickey mouse was it a movie was it a song a cartoon actually so what my earliest disney memory is um it, I, and i don't know if this was just regionally where i was or if maybe it was probably national um every halloween there was uh an airing on probably abc that was um, the Ichabod Crane uh, cartoon. Yes. It was almost always either preceded or followed by, um, I, I'm blanking on the name of the, the Mickey Mouse cartoon, but it was where they were essentially Ghostbusters. Right. 
Um, and so my earliest memory is uh, coming in often from a freezing cold trick-or-treating, which I mean, you know, in the <laughs> northern tundra, you can actually have snow on yes. uh, Halloween, but coming in and going through candy out on a, uh, a coffee table. And of course, parents, you know, doing the parent tax as well as the, is there a needle in there? And of course, we never, right. we never found anything in our kids. <laughs> All I know is some of it disappeared and I know pretty confidently it went into my parents' mouths, but, um, but we would do it in front of the, uh, that Disney uh, airing every year. And so actually the Ichabod Crane uh, short is, is my first Disney memory. That's awesome. That's a really cool memory. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, so you mentioned that you, you moved down uh, from New York and, you know, I, I, I think based on what I know about you and what I see um, in, in the brief time we've kind of spent together, um, the, the mouse, so to speak, or the Walt Disney company, their sort of vision for, you know, creativity um, and, you know, kind of how they do, um, how they do business and all those sorts of things, I think has affected you probably in, in a few different ways. And maybe Walt oh, yeah. Disney himself, could you, uh, would you mind sharing any of that? Like, are there any specific like tidbits or reasons or things where you could say, yeah, this has come about as a result of me being here or something of that nature? Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, I mean, first of all, you know, Walt Disney's life, his actual story, and we're talking back all the way to Marceline, Right. Um, has uh, some uncomfortable parallels to my own childhood. And um, I, I've read probably six biographies uh, on Walt at this point because I see so many um, parallels, uh, not all good stuff. And, and he had a rough childhood, um, mm -hmm. you know, tough economic times, uh, very hard father, um, lots of moving, lots of uncertainty. And, and he really got shot down a lot with his creativity right. and, um, and against the odds, Walt and, you know, and Roy and some of the, the people who did believe in him really rose to an occasion that became literally world changing. And so I've always drawn great inspiration from his life's story. Um, also, you know, Walt's love for Lillian, uh, seems, uh, from everything that I've read to be true and strong and passionate and, and mm -hmm. his passion was for his, his business and his pursuit of excellence in entertainment and animation was equaled by his passion for his wife. And, um, I, I like that. I like good examples of, of manhood and entrepreneurship. You don't get that. And a lot of mon modern entrepreneurs right. frequently are divorcees. Um, that sucks that entrepreneurship and, and failed relationship frequently run together. I don't like that, but Walt who gave us these gifts of, of fantasy and creativity and amazing management clarity and, and world leading engineering and all of these trends that he helped birth. He did it while being a good man. Now he might not be perfect. And we know he had a temper. Um, he was a chain smoker. Like he was human. Sure. But he, there were so many positives that I take from that, that I, I really, and that's why I, I mean, six biographies, you obviously can tell right. I've been searching for, sure. and I continue to search for, um, 
his the shining parts of his example mm -hmm. i mean i literally have a, a a photo of him drawing steamboat willie on my wall here it's awesome for for that reason because i'm always keeping his example in mind so and i love disney management um mm -hmm. you know i love talking to um uh well here dan cockrell who's a friend oh of yeah mine. sure um yeah. I, you know he's releasing how's the culture in your kingdom which uh you can pre-order through his website right now and you know being able to spend a lot of time and listen to his management clarity yeah vp of the magic kingdom mm -hmm. he definitely knows the disney way sure and, and, and they care for people like they really understand a level of care that you would hope disney actually like it's disney like their, yeah. their motto and, and what you believe might be true about them you hope is true right. and then you find out and and again just in the way walt had his flaws every organization has their flaws however right. Boy, do they have management right? Mm -hmm. So I yeah, I draw, I draw, and of course, Imagineering. I I grew up thinking I wanted to be an Imagineer. I think a mm -hmm. lot of kids did. Um, I thought I wanted to be an inventor. So I actually went to engineering school before I found out that, um, you know, higher level calculus like Calc two and you know differential equations would kick my butt, and so I completely dropped out of engineering school, wondering um, how a kid who thinks he's going to be an inventor can live a creative life. Somehow mm. I had bought this weird lie that, you know, the only way to be creative was to be an inventor. A lot right. of my family's engineers. Um, well, I live, I live in a town of engineers called the rocket city in North Alabama. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And, and, and it's super creative, even though it's very rigid within their world of math right. and, and geometry and everything else. Um, but goodness gracious, I get to live a very creative life and yeah. I can cheer the Imagineers on and not worry that they haven't nailed their physics assignments because they sure be batting a thousand there. Um, but you know, that wasn't me but creativity is. So right. I got to live on in, in my own way and do that. So yeah, I know Disney is, is absolutely inspirational. And I frankly, sometimes will sneak away to Disney with my annual pass and go into that little French quarter dugout mm -hmm. uh, just off oh, to yeah. the side on main street there, sure. bring a laptop and just kind of soak everything in and get some work done. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great place just to kind of go and, and, and be, if you can, if you have that ability um, and I think for a lot of people like yourself and other creatives that are local that may not be directly tied into the Walt Disney Company um, are, are missing out on some of that right now. Um, oh, totally. You know, so, um, so uh, you know, again, I want to be respectful of your time tonight. Oh, and you, I, you, I, you, I'm you good. I, I'm, shared... I'm opening up some time for you there. I, I enjoy hanging <laughs> I appreciate out with it. I appreciate it. Um, so uh, just kind of some, uh, some other things um, is I think, so this is travel tips Tuesday. You know, I like, I love the, I like to have a little bit of a story element to this. So it's not just so rigid, you know, that, that people could just go and find this information anywhere on Google. Sure. Um, but so I appreciate you sharing all that with us, but from, from a travels perspective. So, you know, local, I know uh, locals to the Orlando area um, have, uh, have a different, sort of, I guess, perspective on the tourism industry in the area. Um, I know, you know, some, some Disney cast members, some other folks that, that work for, you know, different groups in the area that are not, you know, tied in, um, you know, I hear people complain about the, the land of perpetual construction, also known as the I-4 corridor a whole lot. Yeah. So all these different things, but what is one piece of travel advice? If you had to say to somebody come in maybe for the first time to Walt Disney world. Ooh, okay. Um, so first, first. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Well, first of all, um, ask John to help you understand the DME. <laughs> no, seriously, Disney's yeah. Magical Express. So I, I have yep. the luxury of, you know, five years ago, I lived in New York. Mm -hmm. I moved here five years ago. So I've got five years of being local. And so it wasn't all that long ago that we were just taking an annual trip to Disney. And we made sure that when we would fly down, we would fly down um, from New York Southwest as a direct flight. We'd fly down and we would take, um, we, we would assure ourselves that we had our passes to be on the Disney's Magical Express. Right. It truly is magical. So if you've traveled anywhere on a plane, you know that you have to go to uh, pick up your luggage and you're sitting there on the bag baggage claim waiting for something to come through and you grab it and then sure. grab the next one and did it show up didn't it show up and all this stuff and then then you have to drag it through to your next thing whether it's a you know a cab or a rental car or whatever with the disney's magical express you don't touch your bags they right. send you bag tags to put on your bags and they are magically whisked away when they get to orlando to your room on right. property so provided mm -hmm. that you're staying on property it will just show up so you can get on this really cool bus and it's you know uh it is run by uh mirrors it's a, a respectable mm -hmm. charter organization that is embedded within disney so it, it looks feels tastes like disney and mm -hmm. you got a great video on there kind of preps you and gets you ready and you're already experiencing disney, disney magic pretty much from the time you stepped off the plane Yep. So one of the things that we loved about traveling from an out, out of area location to Disney was the moment you feel the heat on your face, and we always came in August, so it was really warm and sticky. Um, you knew you were about to step into magic, and it was true. You, you literally, you step onto this bus and you start experiencing magic the moment you're there, and you experience it all the way um you know we, we sometimes call it the tragic express you know watching <laughs> go back to the yes. airport yeah um yeah. disney's tragic express uh but sure. i mean you really are still experiencing disney magic to the moment they say you know ohana and and, and right. send you on your way so I, a, a personal tip that i've experienced time and again from being a non-floridian is give yourself magic front to back Mm -hmm. go do the DME, make sure you get that experience. And then because when you walk off and you check in, you, you get off this bus, you check in so you know that you've arrived at the hotel, usually your passes are active and you can go straight right. to a park. Yep. Yep. Don't waste any time. Just, yep. I mean, you, you are already chomping at the bit to go and enjoy something on property. Just go, get in the mix. So that, that would be tip number one. Tip number two and this is very personal, parent to parent. So anybody who has children, sure. I have gone as an adult without children, and I have gone as a parent with one, then two, then three children. And I have witnessed many an adult who have spent a lot of money to come a long way, do this thing, usually anywhere between six and 12 hours into their long, long day, screaming at a four-year-old do you know how much money i'm paying for this oh, yes. stop crying eat your ice cream don't spill it like, like you get all of these demands and they're frustrated sure. demands from a frustrated parent and i understand where it comes from but with with my whole heart slow down yeah understand that the memories that you are choosing to create are largely determined by your attitude the most magical place on earth can be hell if you decide to make it hell yourself. Sure, It is wonderful there. Yes, it gets crowded. Yes, it gets hot. Yes, your kids get tired. 
own that, understand that, and choose to bask in the wonder of the moment in the small ways and the big ways. You don't need to get on 42 rides a day. You're not mm-hmm. gonna. Don't don't make this. I mean, yeah, your day's probably gonna be long. It's probably gonna be a marathon. You're gonna squeeze a lot in. But don't squeeze a lot in at the expense of the memories. Sure. You want the smiles. You want the hugs. You, I mean, things are awesome. I mean, literally awe-inspiring. Look at the architecture. Watch the parade. You might not be a parade person, but appreciate what you're seeing when the Festival of Fantasy Parade comes by and Maleficent's giant dragon head, steampunk mm-hmm. head, comes down and comes back up again and spews fire. You might be waiting to get on the mine train. You might be ready for that ride. But Maleficent is equally awesome. And she's going to go by. Slow down and yep. appreciate that and give your kids a little shade. Their little legs are probably tired. Give them a chance. And, and I actually, I, I advocate to a lot of people, go back to your room. And I know it's like, sure. oh my gosh, it's a long slog to go all the way back yeah. to the room. These are some of the best resorts in the world. The pools are outstanding. If you're on the meal plan, there's snacks ready to be had. And there's, of course, the Disney Channel playing in your room. Of course. And one hour nap and a part of a Disney show is so refreshing. Absolutely. Please consider that as part of your trip. It's not wasted. If you can get, you know, three quarters of a day full of smiles or half a day of smiles and half a day of just a crappy day because you're choosing to push too hard, choose three quarters of a day of smiles. It's yeah. much better. Totally agree, man. I, I'm, uh, I'm a parent of a seven, five, three and one year old. So I I'm get a- it. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah, I get it completely. And um, t- you mentioned the word uh, marathon. So part of like where I'm going to be going with Travel Tips Tuesday a little bit and sort of having a spinoff uh, podcast is going to be focusing in on on Run Disney. Uh, my first Run Disney experience was uh, back in 2013 for the marathon that year. It's the only marathon I've ever done. And I remember I was just hot and miserable about halfway through, uh, came out close to the entrance to the Animal Kingdom. And then we only had one child uh, and she was maybe four or five months old, uh, about four months old, actually, at that point. And um, I, I didn't know when I was going to see my family or anything like that. And I could have like, you know, I was focused. I was just trying to finish the thing and sort of get done. Um, you know, I'd taken some kind of character pictures and stuff along the way. Um, but, you know, my family was there. So I took an intentional moment to pause to snap a couple of pictures with my phone, I have my wife take a you know a couple of pictures with me, those sorts of things. And my, to this day, my most favorite picture I have uh, of my now seven-year-old was her in the stroller outside of Animal Kingdom. Had I not stopped to pause for those moments, I would have completely missed out on that. Um, That's it. So yeah, being intentional, slowing down, uh, and uh, and and kind of soaking in your moment on travel tips Tuesday, I talk a lot about, you know, remembering your why, uh, remembering the why of why you're going down there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not a cheap trip. You know, a lot of people save up and will only do this once in a lifetime. Uh, sometimes things will happen, you know, you'll get curveballs thrown, some things that are within your control, some things that are not after your control, same thing for Disney. And, you know, a lot of times it's just a matter of, uh, sort of kind of, kind of keeping the focus, uh, on, on, on why you're there, you know, 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like training for a race in many ways. Train yourself well, know your tools, know how to work with them. Uh, you know, understanding things like Disney's Magical Express and the My Disney Experience yeah. app and stuff oh, like that. That app is I think help you. Yeah. So it, it can it can definitely it can be buggy sometimes. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, oh, it can. But, yeah, but still, but, but I mean, there's a lot of data. Um, you can kind of maneuver your fast passes around. But you know, I didn't. I would encourage. Um, you know, in the movie Up, there was that motto: right. "Adventure is out there." If you have a spirit of adventure, I mean, we've gone and missed all of our fast passes, and mm-hmm. had an amazing day. Sure. You know what is a fast pass? Okay, it gets you on quickly. Does that mean you're going to enjoy the ride? No, it doesn't. You probably will. It's Disney. But at the same time, the attitude, the reason you're there is why you're going to enjoy anything. So miss all your fast passes and miss your reservation. You're at Disney. The spirit of adventure, if that leads, you're going to have a great day. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, man. Some solid stuff. Um, Really appreciate that. So to kind of sort of wrap up part of our conversation tonight. Um, and I just want to kind of dream. So one of the terms I hear in the, the, I don't know, Disney podcasting realm, uh, cause there are several that are out there and is, is this idea of armchair imagineering. So, you know, we have the opportunity to sort of dream to sort of create within our heads of, you know, things that we could see maybe done better or new things to exist and, you know, all that kind of stuff uh, at Disney world. So you, you mentioned kind of this childhood dream of wanting to be an imagineer. So think for a second, if you, if you still did have the opportunity to, to do that, or maybe it's another job at, at Walt Disney, say, Disney parks specifically um, to do what, what would that job be? Do you think, or what, what would you help create or do? Well, so um, I'm really excited right now because I don't have much detail about what's happening at Epcot, but I don't know if you've seen pictures recently, but it is, Mm -hmm. it is like, I've seen some of the flyovers. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, you know, it is nearly wrecked in some spots, but I, you know how Disney is they're tearing stuff down to put up new, awesome stuff. Right. And, you know, I don't know what that means and whatever it will be is thrilling. I'm sure. But one of the things that if I were able to armchair Imagineer is I would really like to see a new generation of audio animatronic. Mm. And I mean, it's that has always been one of the hallmarks of Disney's forward thinking. The idea that a character can kind of live and breathe in three dimensions um, is is really almost exclusive to Disney. And, you know, if if you go into like um, Hall of Presidents has gotten a nice makeover, but. um, uh Oh, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on the one over in Tomorrowland. It's it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Um, oh, um, Carousel of Progress. Carousel of Progress. Thank you. Yes, yes it must be late. Um, it, <laughs> for you, know, for that, you, it is. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's showing its age, like really yeah. showing its age. I think and, there's I think there's a thing like I don't know a few months back when like one of the hands fell off of one of the characters or something. I think it Did was you hear about head. that. I'm was it a head? Sure, I'm yeah, pretty okay. sure it was a head. It was pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so not just the fact that that specific one was aged, but if you just think about the, you right. know, the technology is just old. And what I would love to see is something that still, it's not holographic. We're not using a projector or a screen. I want to, I want the robotic animatronic experience 
to achieve a new level of programming sure where either maybe perhaps it's interactive it's more mm. ai droid like or yeah. perhaps something where there's more sequences like when you go on star tours star sure. tours now has what like six storylines seven storylines something like that yeah and and it's fun like oh which storyline am i gonna get and you know my right. kids are always guessing and they're like oh we got the same one now we gotta go through again like right. it, that that's fun to have keep right. you guessing we don't have that with audio animatronics yet you know um the closest we have i think is like if you remember in the queue for um uh toy story mania you had potato head was you right. know, cracking jokes and if you stand there mm -hmm. long enough you'd get through a cycle but if you're in a if the day is moving fast you don't know which jokes you would get right but again it's still quite the cycle right it kind of makes it seem like it's he's talking directly to you right and and yeah. so that was like next level for right. audio animatronic because it was the internally projected eyes sure. and it was um definitely a long enough cycle that you might not realize it's a cycle mm -hmm. but what if he could look and go, hey, guy in the gray shirt, you want to hear a joke about gray shirts? And, and, and it's very much in the way Crush and Turtle right. Talk with Crush works. Sure. What if Crush was an audio animatronic, but fully interactive? I think that's where I, I, I mean, if I could armchair QB this one and say, hey, Imagineering, this is our next project. It's taking Crush, Turtle Talk with Crush level interactivity and applying it to fully 3d audio animatronics that's what that's i want that's cool stuff yeah i mean it's it's neat to see the uh the, the different evolutions of of technologies going all the way back to um when the i think it was the what the the abe lincoln animatronic was was developed back in disneyland um yep. it's kind of the first sort of movement into that space and to see the many sort of uh, again, evolutions of, of animatronic technology, you know, going all the way up into, say, as, as recent as uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar, some of the ones they have there. <clears throat> yeah, well, the original, these massive, you know, animatronics that are out there that, yes. um, yeah, so it's really cool stuff. And even, uh, I think more recently than that, the uh, Hondo Anaka animatronic at uh, Best One at Smuggler's Run. Far. Yeah. I mean that is it's the most extremely believable. like yeah oh yeah. it's crazy good um and 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 really when it comes to believability right. I, they have definitely achieved in soaring new heights sure but what he doesn't do is he doesn't change his script and he doesn't interact with the audience right. and I think I feel like that's probably the next thing that they they may right. have coming I mean his, his the quality of that animatronic is just mind blowing I remember actually going into the queue and staying more than one time just to watch that cue cycle mm -hmm. because it is it's theatrical i mean yeah it's oh, it like is. going to a stage play absolutely i totally agree with you totally agree with you um so this has been an awesome conversation uh, i love um chatting about disney get to know people's disney stories and uh, again you bring a, a different perspective to it one that i appreciate and uh, again, I, I appreciate also personally all the things you've done for me to kind of help give me a leg up in, in certain areas. Um, so, um, but if, if there's anything you else you want to say, you want to plug, you know, those sorts of things, feel free to do that. Otherwise, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. No, I don't need to plug anything. I'm always, <laughs> it, you know, we're, we're missing Disney. You know, yes. it's, it's weird for us. We usually go anywhere between one and three times a week. 
And um, so there was actually for the first week, we we're like, oh, this is weird. The second week, my wife was like almost like coming down off of a high. She was like getting jittery sure. at Disney. Um, I didn't experience that for like three or four weeks. And then I started feeling it too. I'm like, oh my gosh, we are so out of our Disney routine. So hanging with you for a few moments and talking about what yeah. we consider to be home because let's face right. it like if we could we'd live in the cinderella castle suite sure <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been in because i have i i have not i have not i've watched uh, a few watched a few videos and seen some pictures but no it, it is awesome and, and actually yeah. for me what was most awesome is knowing that it was intended to be walt's private suite right so just not that he was ever in there because he wasn't but just standing in there and going whoa this was meant for him that was a cool moment that's awesome, man. That's a really cool. Moment. One, one to dream about for sure. Yeah. Really you'll cool. get there. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, that, that'll be something really neat to do one day uh, for sure. So, well, thank you again for uh, coming on tonight. I've got a few more uh, kind of parting thoughts for everyone. Uh, feel free to hang around or you're more than welcome to. Well, I can uh, watch you online here and I can also yeah. get a little work done at the same time. I, I yeah. love your show and I'm, I'm grateful for you, sir. And hi everybody. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Josh. Have a good night. You too. Good night. Awesome. Well, I really want to appreciate and thank again, Josh Pies for hopping on tonight. Um, as I said, towards the beginning, I wanted to give you all a run Disney update. I'm actually still in my running clothes. I went running at, and don't judge me here, but I went running at about, I don't know, 5.30, 5.45 this morning, central time, and uh, was going to change out. But, you know, I've been working from home all day. Um playing around with the kids in the yard and that kind of thing. So it just kind of didn't happen, but I wanted to give everybody a quick update on uh, where I'm at in this journey. So uh, general registration for the Walt Disney world marathon weekend 2021 opened up. Uh, I believe it was last week. And there were a lot of pre-sales that occurred. If you were an annual pass holder, um, if you were a, a DVC member, um, you could, you know, buy uh you know race bibs early um if you also if this is one thing that that we talked about briefly uh, and if you're thinking about you know okay well i can get in this year uh you know they ran out of bibs so fast um two things one be on the lookout so you want to keep a lookout on rundisney.com um technically speaking the resale of bibs or transfer bibs is not allowed um through disney you can actually get in big trouble for that um if you do it um there are some other opportunities through different charitable organizations uh where you can still grab some bibs and racing opportunities if you want to do that for the 2021 uh, marathon weekend which is in january so you can still uh, possibly potentially find find a place. Um, there have been some reports. I have not confirmed this. Again, this is just speculation. I'm going to go ahead and kind of say that bluntly. And some reports of, of Disney, you know, releasing more numbers of bibs um, for folks to sign up and register. So keep an eye out on rundisney.com, um, the kind of official site uh, that's out there for that. However, um, if you do want to go, uh, one of the ways that that, can, that I can try and partner with you is I have the ability as a travel agent to, to book some of those packages if they are available, um, depending on you know the type of race, whether you're looking at a dopey challenge, a goofy challenge, or just the 5K or 10K, or just the marathon or half marathon by themselves. Um, there are a bunch of different opportunities. Uh, the best way to register for one of these races, if you can, um, is to book as many months ahead of time as possible by booking a two, minimum two-night hotel stay along with your race bib. Uh, the deposit for the room hotel stay and the race bib is due uh, all at once. 
So uh, just know that you can go ahead and secure that. And that's what I did for the Dopey Challenge. So uh, that's something you can only do through a travel agent as well. By the way, you cannot call Run Disney and do that yourself. So feel free to uh, do that. Reach out to me next time around. If you want to be put on a list uh, for Run Disney events, I would love to talk to you about that and uh, make sure that you're some of the first to contact as those race registrations open up uh, and be able to serve you that way. If there's one that you really want to be there, whether it's, say, it's like a Princess Half Marathon or the Wine and Dine um, or some of the other races that are available in Run Disney um, culture, uh, feel free to let me know about that. So the Dobie challenge itself, uh, is 48.6 very magical miles held over a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday it begins with a 5k on Thursday, a 10k, then a 10k on Friday, half marathon on Saturday, and a very full marathon on Sunday. And by competing, by completing all of those races, uh, you will be deemed a dopey finisher. And that for me, it is a uh, bucket list item before I turned uh, 40 years old. So that this next January is uh, going to be my last turn because my birthday is actually this Friday. So um, I'll be turning 39 on Friday and we'll have just one more opportunity to do that before I turn 40. Uh, again, as I mentioned to Josh, it's been about seven years uh, since the, the marathon weekend that we did. We also did the Disneyland half uh, marathon that same year and went and got our coast to coast 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 to coast medals out in California. Uh, the Disneyland half is not being run, uh, has not been run for uh, a little while now uh, for, for various reasons, but uh, going on to kind of point number two here, why do it uh, for me? I just mentioned it's a bucket list thing. Also, it allows me to focus on my personal fitness a little bit. Uh, and it's just something fun to do. I mean, if you're going to run for the sake of running and building community and, you know, bettering yourself, what a better place to do it than Disney World. So they're, you're running through all four major parks. There are characters uh, lining the race course. There are characters that you don't see in the parks a lot that are there. Uh, some, some that are never there. All sorts of things to kind of hang out with. I mean, it's just, it's a super encouraging atmosphere. It's for very long days, very full, very full in, in early days. Um, but it is a great experience and I highly recommend it for anyone of any running level. Uh, maybe not the marathon, but definitely the 5K or 10K. It's just a fun, fun time to be there. Um, Point number three here, my training status. And these are all things we're going to be covering in this new little short form podcast. I just thought I'd give you all a quick preview on tonight's episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. Training status, where I'm at now, uh, I'm doing a lot of cadence drills and kind of what they call acceleration glider drills, sort of uh, focusing on your pace and your footwork. Um, some real basic things that you can do in running to help um, help you be less injury prone uh, and also be more efficient in your running as well. So it's not just a matter of putting on a pair of your favorite shoes and getting out there and just sort of, you know, pounding the pavement as it were. Um, but there's some smart ways to go about it. And that's what I'm trying to do um, is, you know, I don't want to, you know, get injured. Yes, I do want to be healthy, uh, but I want to stay in it for the long haul. And one of the greatest resources for that is an Olympic marathoner by the name of Jeff Galloway. He pioneered something called the Galloway method. Um, that is a, that is a run walk method of completing uh, even up to marathon races. And there are all sorts of reasons why that is a good reason uh, to do a run walk method in an, in an endurance level uh, uh, race like a half or full marathon or even you know lesser lesser mileage is um, that, that you may be interested in so uh, we'll be talking about that um, my why for it again um, a physical fitness goal proving something to myself and other people I never like never in my life like 10 years ago never in my life believed that a, that a marathon would be something that that I could do um, it takes a lot of intentional 
intentionality. It takes a lot of training, uh, a lot of commitment also, and a lot of support. There's this huge misnomer that running is a solo sport and it's definitely not. And we're going to be talking about that too. So um, that's kind of my little preview into where we're going to be going into my Run Disney podcast. Uh, if you do have any specific questions on um, on that or, or running or travel planning in general. Again, I'm helping a lot of folks dream and plan for cruises uh, to trips for Walt Disney World, uh, beach trips, um, even dreaming about you know places within the continental U.S. There's a lot of really cool places that our nation has to offer uh, that would be some great places to think about and plan. You know, thinking far out into the future, 2021, 2022, it's never too early to start dreaming and planning, even if it's five, six years from now. I would love to talk to you. I never charge anything for my uh, travel planning fees that are out there. Uh, I'm just here to serve you. I want to help lessen the hassle uh, of your vacation planning memories and your trips. Um, and it's my goal to help those memories and those trips uh, become a reality. So um, I really appreciate you all joining me on Travel Tips Tuesday tonight. Again, major shout out to Josh Pies of C47 Films. Um, he didn't talk a lot about his business, but feel free to visit his website at c47films.com. He has a lot of amazing content. Uh, he's also on Instagram. Uh, if you're the kind of person that uh, like me, you're just like sort of an amateur when it comes to this Facebook live stuff or Instagram or whatever it is. Uh, he talks a lot about how to use the stuff in your fingertips, how to use, you know, your, your phone. So normally I do uh, travel tips Tuesday for my phone. Can't see because of the zoom virtual background here, but normally I do travel tips Tuesday for my phone. He talks a lot about how to use stuff like that and the tools that you already have on you. Uh, so you're not breaking the bank with equipment and stuff like that. So if, if you want to let people know who you are, what you do, and what you're passionate about, um, definitely somebody to follow and to get to know. And again, he has some awesome professional content that's out there too. So thank you all again for joining me tonight. This has been a lot of fun, a very special episode. Uh, we have another very special guest, um, just to kind of tease that a little bit, coming on next month. And I'll be announcing that here probably within the next couple of weeks. So um, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, and we'll have a few more down the road, I'm sure. So thank you all again so much uh, for joining me tonight on Travel Tips Tuesday. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.